Hello, hello, guys. Welcome to the Sips and Stogies podcast. I am Kevin. I'm Oscar. What's going on, sir? Hey, doing all right, man. Yeah. It is a lovely, lovely day outside right now. It is right now. very nice outside today. There may be a slight chance of a weed eater or mower going off in the background. Well, hopefully he's done mowing. But <laughs> well, yeah. So um, if it happens, well, you know, we'll see if we can't power through. Because yeah. as we said, we do this outside because on a day like today, sir, it's just a nice day to smoke a cigar and drink some whiskey. It really is. Really is, yeah. And we were, you know, just to tell you guys, we were actually about to start recording, and uh, uh, my neighbor actually started cutting the grass. Now, like we're literally going over our, our, our show notes, about to put on the headphones, and then here comes the mower yeah. out. <laughs> Which I mean, it's not, you know, I'm not gonna go out there and tell him to stop. You know, hell, it's it's his house, especially you know, because you want to take advantage of this low temperature if you're gonna cut your grass. Oh, dude, like I said, this temperature here. I said before we started recording, I was almost gonna bring the bike, mm. and I figured probably gonna be in the middle of the day yeah but uh it's a beautiful day to ride yeah so. what, what like two weeks ago when i cut the grass i cut the front lawn and when i got done i actually just went in the bathroom and just laid on the floor because i was like oh it feels so good on the cold tile rolling around on the tile a yeah. little bit yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah. beautiful man so what's been up sir man not much the only thing is uh you know little man started school mm-hmm. so um you still having allergies real bad when you drop them off? Oh uh, no, no, no! It, but it is it is kind of hard because there are days where he just kind of doesn't want to let go of me, and I'm like, you know what, man? Let's just get back in the car. Let's go. Fuck it. Let's let's go. But but I haven't. I've been good. But the thing is, is is just getting used to the sleep schedule. Because I mean, yeah, we're going to bed early some days. We're, I I say early, but early for us. Yeah. You know, so like. Uh, for the most part, we're in bed by one o'clock now, and you know, like like one a.m. Yeah. So, but it's still really hard, man, because you know, like I don't fall asleep right away, and so the alarm goes off at six thirty. So she gets them up and gets them dressed and fed, and then I take them because with traffic and all that, dude, I leave here at seven fifteen. I'm not back at the house till like eight thirty sometimes. Yeah, that sucks. Just because of traffic. And, and there are days I'm, you know, like once I'm awake, I'm awake. So there's no going back to sleep for me. And even then, though, my alarm's set for 1030 to start working out. So it's it's really difficult some days. Like yesterday, I, I knew that I had to work out. I had to fucking work out yesterday. My alarm went off. I was like, no, fuck it. I can't. I can't do it. I don't have the energy. Plus, we're going to be a bit like busy at work. My my alarm went off at 1015. <clears throat> I don't get out of bed till like 11 something. It was like, because I was like back and forth. I'm like, should I? Should I not? It's like, I know I need to rest. I know we're going to be busy. I know I need to work out because I'm not going to work out tomorrow. <sighs> Fuck it. I'll just work out. <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, it's really hard, man. But we're getting it done. We're getting it done. Well, that's like our schedule now because, <clears throat> you know, Delia got the apprenticeship program mm. a while back. Or not a while back. Oh, it's been about a month now, actually. And, uh, so th- at some point they were going to be going out into the yard. Mm. Um, I forget what that was, but they actually came to her cause she has an electrical background already and said, look, we actually could use you more in the yard mm. and you're not, after she got done with the welding part of it, they were like, you're not, you're not going to learn anything different or more in here mm. than what you already know. So we can better use you in the yard. So dude, she, she went from like sweating her ass off all day mm. in like this little metal cubicle to like weld and test weld to now she's now in the bottom of the ships and the holes and stuff like that. Still sweating <laughs> her ass off. She's like, it's hot, <clears throat> but at least it's not welding hot. 
No, yeah, yeah. But yeah. our schedule now, like, because, you know, we, I used to eat earlier, probably about five, about six o'clock. Yeah. And she was always in the habit of eating like later, like seven, eight o'clock. Mm. Well, it took me a while to get on that schedule because I was so used to, you know, eating my time. And now, you know, by when I ate the time she was used to eating, mm. I mean, well, shit, you get done eating, shower, go to bed. Yeah. So it took me a while to get to that. But now we're both on the schedule where <laughs> we're eating by five o'clock. Like as soon as we get home, because she's, you know, because she has to pack kind of light because, you know, they don't have like a kitchen out there. Yeah. So she's got this big ass like ice box looking tool chest. Mm. Like it, it's it's a lunchbox, but it's it's solid. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's got to be because they're basically just putting their stuff out in the yard somewhere. And if something drops on it or if it falls or whatever, yeah. and, you know, your lunch is crushed. But they have to pack, like, all day worth of water and stuff like that. Because mm. there's just, I think they've got facilities there for them, but it's such a long walk. Yeah, they're like, yeah. She's like, it. it's easier just to bring, like, you know, four or five bottles of water and my lunch and snacks and just, you know, so I get it. But... Yeah, so by the time she gets done eating all that healthy, clean stuff that she's eating to not drag her down and then gets off at work. And then because I get up so early and I eat early in the day, mm. we get home. And we, it was like the, the second week she was there. I said, well, what if we just tried to eat and we both get home? Because we're both hungry and we're both snacking. Yeah. And then it'd get to later on in the day. And I'm like, all right, you want to cook? I'm like, yeah, not really. No, I just want a sandwich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or a bowl of cereal. <clears throat> but yeah, so now we're we're – we're eating by like five thirty, mm. six o'clock at the absolute latest. Mm. But usually it's more like five o'clock. Yeah. And then we're in bed by nine. <laughs> it's like we've gone full old people mode. Like she wakes up like four forty five in the morning before alarm even goes off at five. I'm, you know, up at like five thirty. Yeah. So it's like we're both up, you know, before sunrise. So yeah, that's our schedule. But it's same here. We're getting used to it. It's nice. So how are the weekends going for you guys? It's good. It's still adjustment. Like we're getting more in the habit of getting out now. Mm. But it's like we had a we had Aiden's baby shower yesterday, mm. and they um, we did it at uh, was it Slap Your Mama's Barbecue or is it Fat? I've heard, someone told me it was actually changed its name now. It's Fat Bottom Barbecue. Really? Either way, mm. it's it's on the beach. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so that's you know, a good burger too, there, man. We didn't have the burger. It was actually a cool idea because Delia said she's done a baby shower before, and she said it was kind of a pain in the dick to, mm. you know, organize it, you know, cook the food or get the food and then clean up and stuff like that. So she was like, "Nope, this time around, mm. just going to pay them to do it." So yeah. it was like a little four or five meat buffet for like 25 people. Mm. They had like a couple sides, um, you know, and the drinks like, you know, sodas and teas and stuff like that were there too. She was like, for the adults, the bars over there, you cover yeah. your own bar tab. Yeah, exactly. It was great. And so, so we did that, but we were talking to, um, to one of the, uh, one of the adults, they were sitting outside and they were asking how everything was going. I said, yeah, I said, we realize we can do stuff on the weekends now, but then we're like, let's do this. Like, there's people there. It's like, fuck. Yeah. All right, well, how about we do this? There's people there too. Shit. <laughs> so we're getting better, but no, it's it's. I think it's just nice to have the weekends off together, mm. and then we we can. I think it's more of the freedom to be able to plan stuff together mm. than actually okay. having the weekends off. So, but for me, it works out because I mean, you know, I can. 
I was thinking about that I could drive over here. And I was like, I can yeah. do, you know, wash clothes and stuff during the week. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if we want, if we know we're going to be doing something the weekend, well, we can just basically take the whole weekend together and do whatever we want. Yeah. Maybe it's because I only have one day off with Amanda. But, like, because, like, Sunday, today, mm-hmm. this is the only thing I have scheduled. Yeah. Like, I told her, look, I, 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 this is the only thing I have to do. Not like I do it that often, but, yeah. Other than that, it's just me and the kids. Mm-hmm. What you like? Want to go outside? You want to watch fucking Blippy all day? We'll do whatever the fuck you yeah, want to do. I don't care. I'm here to play with you guys. Mm-hmm. But then tomorrow, aside from uh, taking Jackson to speech therapy, there's nothing in the books. So because maybe because it is that's just that one day off with Amanda, I don't want to do shit. I don't even want to leave the house half the time. Yeah, unless I fucking have to. But but maybe that's why. I don't know. Maybe, like, I think it would be different if I was off, say, Monday and Tuesday. It could be, man, because I'll say that for <clears> me, <throat> you know, and I won't speak necessarily for Delia, but I know we were both in, in casinos. Mm. You know, our schedule was like that. Yeah. You know, even though we had different shifts, we were in the same department, but we had different shifts. Mm. So, you know, we had one day off that we would still get out and do stuff, but it was usually like a just whatever day. You know, if we went to a hike or something like that, it was whatever we did that day, it was just our day together to do it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it was just blowing up the kiddie pool in the backyard and spending all day chilling out in the kiddie pool and maybe cooking something on the grill. And it was just us. Uh, You know, other times it was always a low key day that whatever we did, we just didn't do much. Mm -hmm. Maybe go lay on the Mm -hmm. beach or something like that. Yeah. Now, you know, now that we both have the same schedule, it is... It's not that we're on each other's nerves or anything, mm-hmm. but I guess because we have so much more time that we're always together now, yeah, it's easier to be like, okay, well, hey, you know, there's like last night there were pay-per-views, uh, UFC pay-per-view, but we just ran late with the baby shower. But it had been easy for me to be like, hey, they got pay-per-views at the cigar shop. She'd be like, all right, just, you know, have fun and be safe. Yeah. Or if she's got something going on like today, you know, we had this, I had this to record. And so she's going to go meet up with Aiden and, and Nate and they're going to take care of the baby stuff. So yeah. it's like, all right, I, you know, I'll catch you later on today. Yeah. You know, we'll finish up clothes and stuff like that. So I think with that, I think, you know, if you, you know, I think it's important to have that time together. Mm-hmm. But I think with jobs where like with you and Amanda and like me and Dell, you did, I think it's easier to have that alone time when you have opposite schedules. Yeah, or, exactly. I, I say conflicting schedules at times. Because mm-hmm. that was the thing for us. You know, when we just had that one day off. We had one day off, and then we had, like, one of our two off days. Mm-hmm. Like, one day was always off. And then we had the other day, which was, like, a half day for each of us. Yeah. So, you know, on my other day off, you know, she was working swing shift. So I'd get up in the morning time, and we'd do, like, a half day kind of thing. But then that afternoon – I was free to go. Like, you know, I just kind of <laughs> did whatever. And then on her other day off, well, you know, she got up in the morning time and did her thing in the morning time because I was at work. So right. if she wanted to go hike or walk or whatever, you know, she could do that. And then afternoon time, she was like, all right, I'm hanging at the house. Yeah. You know, just. Yeah. So I think it's easier. But I, I think, too, I think if you had more than more the time off. I think just by nature, you'd be like, okay, yeah. shit, we're always going to see each other. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to see Delia today when I get off. I'm going to see her tomorrow when I get <laughs> off. And then the next day, and the next day, and the next day, and the next day. Uh, I, I, I was actually thinking about uh, thinking about her the other day at work. Because um, sometimes, you know, she'd be downstairs in the smoking area. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'd be down there just bullshitting or whatever. And it dawned on me that she went from a cocktail server who, you know, I'm, I'm sure – most of you have gone to a casino and seen, you know, they're, I'm, I'm not saying it's hooter scantily, 
but some of them, you know, it's tits and ass. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she goes from you know where she has to wear n- nylons and makeup mm-hmm. and make make sure the girls are looking nice to now the complete end of the of the, of oh, the spectrum. Yeah. Dude, it's funny. <laughs> she went to put on some makeup for the baby shower. She was like, I think I forgot how to do this. I'm like, baby, it ain't been that damn long. <laughs> it's been a minute. I'm like, well, it's not like you just wore makeup for like two weeks and then stopped doing yeah. it. Like you've been wearing makeup for years. She was like, I know. She's like, but it's just still. I'm like, that's oh, so funny. But you're right. Yeah. She comes home and she's. So I have like her damn works hat on yeah. and like hair up in a bun and she's got dirt and shit all over and yeah. stuff like that. And I'm like, and it's so funny because we were talking about this too, because she works down in the yard mm-hmm. and I work up in the offices. Mm-hmm. Something as simple as like our hard hats. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, and, and I, I realized this on our last podcast, I said it's like the same same place, but different shipyards. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's completely different. Shipyards, companies, everything. Oh, so okay. I made that mistake. But mm, because I'm up in the offices where I'm at, and she's down in the line, mm-hmm. you know, on the ground where she's at. It's so funny because we're like, even something as simple as hard hats, we were joking with each other. Because mm-hmm. she's got a yellow hard hat, and she's like, she has to wear hers backwards where the bill's back. Mm-hmm. Now she's got little pins on the side of hers that she can put a welding mask or something like that. Oh, okay. Well, me, I mean, it's rare that I go to the boat unless I've actually got to go put eyes on something to verify that, you know, what's what's there supposed to be there on paperwork. Mm-hmm. And even then, it's mm-hmm. like a rarity. So my hat is just... It, you know, it still looks brand new. Yeah. <laughs> and I wear my hat Bill Ford. So <laughs> we were talking and I'm like, so is that how you guys know who the supervisors are? She goes, oh yeah, they always wear their hats forward because they don't, they don't have any experience down in the shipyard. <laughs> so we were just joking. I was like, all uh, right, we'll have to role play one night. I'll bring my hard hat home. You're like, hey, I think you need to go down there and weld something real quick. <laughs> my hat. I was like, I can be a douche for, for, you know. That's funny, dude. But, yeah, so I get it, man. But, yeah, with the schedule thing, it's, mm-hmm. it's cool. It's mm-hmm. definitely different. I think um, it's it just more time to still be together. But oh, yeah. the freedom to be like, hey, I'm going to see you tomorrow or I'm going to see you tonight. It's mm-hmm. like, I got, mm-hmm. I want to go do this. Like, All right. Yeah. Go for it. And, and like we were talking about before, you know, we don't really do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's working at home, working at home. And it's because of the kids. So, you know, like I was telling you, there's this uh, this – themed like murder mystery dinner at the aquarium mm-hmm. and she was all excited about it so i'm like fucking go it's like yeah i don't do anything it's like the only thing i do is you know i record with you and if the internet gods are in our favor on mondays i'll play with nick and, and our boy mikey you know we'll spend a couple hours fucking killing things and on zombies on online or whatever but you know that's if the internet's working this and that but that's it. I don't do anything. And, you know, if if you're excited about this, fucking go. So, yeah. you know, like I said, you know, her and William and Mel are going to go to it. So, you know, she's all excited about it. So I'm like, yeah. I literally had to. She's like, I don't know. Should I? Should I not? Are you sure you want me to fucking go? It's <clears throat> like, so are you trying to convince me or you? Yeah. I'm like, fuck. I was like, I, I'm, I'm going to be working regardless because it's yeah. a Saturday. I'm, I can't go. So, I mean fucking go what like one of us should have a social life or at, at least for a day or yeah, at least for a couple can't hours both be shut-ins yeah one of us actually has to see what the world's like yeah so but like i said it is at, at the aquarium so she's all excited about it so it, it, it should be fun it sounds like a good time so i think she'll enjoy it mm-hmm. nice to mm-hmm. get out yeah. all right sir so as we did the poll in the podcast episode we getting did. into the episode today and we mentioned this on the last episode where uh thanks to a uh conversation a, a listener and friend conversation we figure we you know take a couple episodes maybe not you know in in order or, mm-hmm. or you know make it kind of a revolving thing where we pick a like a cigar manufacturer and just kind of do not a, a great deep history on it but just yeah. a little info 
So I did a small poll, and, and Camacho, I'm surprised some of them weren't higher. Actually, I mean, I mean, oh, like the what the choices? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm surprised some of them like, like didn't get more votes. And I ain't gonna lie. Now, granted, guys, keep voting because I mean, by the end of the day, we're gonna wind up doing all of them anyway. Oh, yeah, this true. was just really for the first one to kind of like, all right, what would yeah. most people hear? But yeah. yeah. Even though I and I, it's funny because we were talking about this before we started recording. In research in Camacho, we're doing Camacho this time. I yes. guess I should have probably introed that a little bit better. <laughs> Today we're doing Camacho, um, and I've smoked a lot of their uh, what they call their um, I think their Master Built series. Yes. So like their rum barreled <clears throat> age, their bourbon barreled age. I did smoke one of the uh, Imperial Stout barrel aged. I've only I haven't seen that a lot at all, so mm. I don't know if that was a limited run. If they're still doing that run, I'm not sure. Um, but I haven't smoked a lot of their core line. And so today, I went ahead and picked up a couple Camachos from their core line. And Oscar's going to be trying one, and I'll be trying one. Yes. So we usually do, like, the bourbon, and then we'll get into specific cigars up front. Mm. Where uh, We'll definitely do the bourbon up front. But I think we're going to do more of this cigar info uh, later on as we go through the show. Because when we get to the one that I'm smoking, we'll get mm-hmm. a little bit of, of backstory and the description of it. And then when we get to the one that Oscar's smoking vice versa and yeah, like yeah. So. and this is actually good for a lot of us and, and it's you know like like me for example yes I, I i do like my cigars but i don't know a lot about them you know like i know what i like i know yeah. what's quote-unquote good but i don't know as far as like you know who makes them who owns it like for example like we found out like who owns like camacho i was like oh shit I yeah didn't originally that. and we'll get into the details yeah it's yeah. not even the same it's not even the original uh the gentleman's name last name is camacho it's not even Camacho yeah. that owns that brand anymore. Yeah, go for um, it. Yeah, but it was kind of neat. Like I said, we'll get the story. But and it's funny because you know, I, like I don't know either. Like I like a lot I like, mm. and I know a little bit about some of the backstories off of the ones that I like. Yeah. But what I really liked about this uh, this idea was one, you know, give everyone you know kind of just a, a, a info mm-hmm. more to go off of, but also two me to learn too yeah, like i said exactly. i've automatically i want to try more of the camacho's core line just learning about some of the backstory and learning about the the design of the cigars yeah. and taste profiles and everything yeah because so, you know I and mean, like doing research for this i'm like oh i've never seen this one I'm like, oh fuck I, I really want to try this one mm-hmm. so yeah it's, it's gonna do everybody some some good to do this so I, like yeah. spotlight oh yeah and i think like i said i'm sure we'll do i'm thinking it'd be something we could do you know often yeah maybe not every single episode i mean there's plenty of brands out there so yes so <laughs> i mean if we come across one and we can even come back and kind of revisit one especially if they've got a, a shift in the um the product line and stuff like yeah. that so we tried to focus on this especially with this one um tried to focus on the particular offerings from camacho that we have seen more readily available maybe not we can't guarantee but just the ones that have I've seen more of in the local cigar shops here, yeah. um, and of course you know it's their core line, so they're easily accessible online as well. But for our, our local listeners, especially, <clears throat> uh, you know these are brands or, or particular ones that I've seen in our local shops that you should be able to walk into and pick up fairly easily uh, on the fly if you just wanted to try yeah. one out. All right, sir. So, what are we sipping on today? All right, so I picked up this bottle because I started drinking it not too long ago. 
uh, the bottle that we're sipping on is Evan Williams Bottle and Bond. Oh, you had me confused for a second. <laughs> As he's talking, he's like, because we do a shot of the Blantons. He, he's like tapping the Blantons and picking the Blantons. I'm like, holy shit, this fucker just went Alzheimer's on me. I'm seeing it right now. <laughs> so, so, squirrel. Okay, all right. Let's start this again real quick. All, all right. right. So the reason why I chose this one is because um, – I've literally, like like I told you before, I've walked by this bottle a million fucking times. I see it, I just walk right by it. And it was only because my only experience with Evan Williams was the black label because we used to carry it at work. So it's Evan Williams, I didn't think much about it. Like, whatever, this and that. So uh, while in Kentucky, I actually picked a bottle up and I... It's basically one of my daily drinkers. It's mm-hmm. to the point where, like, as soon as I tasted it, I'm, I, I text Greg, it's like, hey, do we have this? It's like... Okay, good. Let's make sure we keep it in stock then, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep buying it, dude. It's a fifty, it's a fifty percent, so it's it's hundred proof. It's bottled and bonds. It's four years old. I paid maybe twenty bucks for this. Uh, okay. So, man, for a daily drinker, holy shit. Yeah, for the price, especially. It. And it's really good too, man. Now, the one that I really wanted to make my daily drinker, I can't get down here. Yeah, we'll talk about that one another day. But yeah, this one's really good. And I like it. In fact, I had some last night. Nice. nice so the nice. bottle was nice and handy. Mm, looked good. It smells good, too. It is really good, man. Oh. A, a sweetness on the nose, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Of course, caramel on like that first. Chocolate cherries as well for me. Mm, that's good. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's so good. I'm getting a real a woodsy. Mm-hmm. Especially on the back taste. It's funny. I don't... I had that first, that first thing of caramel... On the nose when I first, the first sniff, and then the first sip, it's just it's like woods. Go back to the nose, see if see if like the caramel still there or not. Was it uh, re- retro no- nosing? I don't get it as strong after that first sip. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, dude, I'm in love with this bottle. So if you if 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 you come over my house, I should have this on hand. And that's twenty bucks. Yeah, twenty five at most. That's a good bottle for that. Yeah, yeah. And I've, like I said, I've got a couple of bottles already here. So Yeah, gotcha. All right, so so he can have a lot of company if you're hearing this. <laughs> just make sure you call first. Yeah, just he can have to bury, uh, unbury some. I, I was thinking just put on pants. Well, without a, without I mean, <laughs> unbury some. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, let's, da da all right, guys, so we'll get into this real quick. Um, the first thing we're going to do is kind of go over, and I've got a few articles that I'll be kind of going back and forth on, and I'll cite some of these articles. So mm-hmm. the uh, the backstory that I was able to kind of scrounge up and come across, um, I'm citing from two. I wanted to make sure I cite the right articles because, you know, I want to be as accurate as I can or at least be as accurate as where the source of the mm-hmm. content's coming from. Uh, there was an article uh, off of WindyCityCigars.com. This one was titled The History of Camacho Cigars. And the other one was from Cigar World. And this one was just titled the article Deep Dive Camacho Cigars. So it was pretty interesting. Um, one of the articles said, um, to really kind of understand, um, it's like back in the 1940s, they had to deal with the Corojo seed, which Tomacho is is known for, is that Corojo spice yes, flavor yes. and seed. They had a grower, tobacco farmer grower, uh, Diego Rodriguez, and he crossed the Corojo strain tobacco with the Indonesian Sumatra, and he kind of created this new strain of tobacco that became really a big hit over there. And so what happened is the, the gentleman 
Um, map up for an article real quick. All right, so like I said, back in the uh, in the forties, um, they had this blend of the Corojo and the um, the Sumatra strand. Well, in nineteen sixty one, a guy named Simone Camacho was expelled from Cuba, and he moved to Miami, Florida, and he actually set up uh, his first cigar factory in Miami, Florida. And moving from Cuba, he carried some of these Corojo Cuban seeds with him to Miami, Florida. And they've been kind of the basis of the Camacho cigar line. Now, he had it up until, and this is where we kind of talked about before, mm-hmm. like, you know, realizing that, you know, that ownership had kind of changed over. Well, five years after he had to shut the factory down in Miami, uh, the Camacho name was brought up by Julio Eroa, E-I-R-O-A, yeah. in 1990. And so after that... The tobacco plant, uh, the production plant, was shifted from Nicaragua to Honduras. Now, do you know why the the, uh, the factory shut down? I do not. Because he died. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. See? <laughs> well, and that was the thing. So I guess you know the worry was after he after he died that the the entire yeah they were just, just going to go to shit because he wasn't there. Well, that makes sense. Then. Yeah. So. So, okay, so he must, he died, and then in 1990, because I said after five years of Camacho's demise. So, now he says Julio Aurora. Now, I wonder, during the 20th century, da-da-da, was involved, I was trying to find out where, because then it kind of jumps to saying during 2008, Davinoff took over Camacho cigars. So, if, if, if I remember correctly, he died in 1990. Mm-hmm. The Aurora family bought it in 95, and... Yeah, I couldn't find anything as... And in 98, I think his 26-year-old son became president of uh, Cigar Imports. Yeah. Die. There you go. Yeah, Diego, Daniel Rodriguez. Yep, because they said, damn. I've learned trying to research some of this stuff, like trying to get like the true backstory on it. Mm. It's like choppy. So basically, yeah. Car- S- <clears throat> Simone, no, Simone Camacho. Mm-hmm. So... He grabbed the Corojo seeds and hightailed it from Cuba to Miami, started producing cigars in Miami. Mm-hmm. And then when he passed away, mm-hmm. after that, his son wound up taking over. Mm. And then uh, was it? The Aurora family. Aurora family. And then so they winded up keeping <clears throat> it alive in production. And then they had, let's see, so... Or is he owned? It's currently owned by the Davidoff Group. Um which is the parent company of Davidoff of Geneva. And they acquired it in 2008. Yeah. And they uh, stated that their sole focus was amplifying the full-bodied cigar brand. Mm-hmm. So they're known for a lot of full-bodied cigars with the Corojo seed and stuff like that. Um, a lot of spice, too. Which Yeah, reading the notes on some of those, it looks like they have a... I, I don't want to say a similar flavor profile, but a lot of them you can tell... They're on the medium to full-bodied end of the spectrum. Okay. So. Yeah, because the only one, I know they've got a uh, Connecticut, which it's funny, compared to the rest of the line, that mm. Connecticut looks really, really light. Yeah. I yeah, mean, it does. I know we've said that strength is not always dictated by the color of the cigar. Yeah, it's the motion in the ocean. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> I mean, that fucker looks light, yeah, sir. It, it, that, again, that might be one you have with your morning coffee. 
Yeah, yeah. And like I said, you know, before on the show, it's like learning about a little bit of it mm-hmm. makes me more uh, more inclined to want to try them. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I did, but I wouldn't smoke the, yeah. the Connecticut. Now, I'm, speaking I, of, we didn't even light up the cigars. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know you like your lighter ones in the morning with the coffee and whatnot. Yeah. Now, would you say, now, would you have like a super heavy one? Like right before you go to bed, or you want like a lighter one, like when you're finishing off? Because um, I figured, like for me, like I'm not gonna smoke something that's like super fucking full bodied if I know I'm just gonna go like be in bed in an hour. You know what I mean? I will. It just depends on if I've had a full meal or how long it's been since I've ate. If in the size of the cigar too, um, like the size that we're smoking now, I'd probably say these are about a six. Six by probably 50, 52. Mm-hmm. They've got some size to them. Um, now, the Triple Maduro, I almost bought one of those I was telling you last night when I picked these up. And by mm-hmm. the way, I did pick these up at Coast Cigar Company in Ocean Springs. So, cool shop. They, uh, they that's, had uh, a, that's a Cliff's place, right? Cliff? Or? No, no, that's Pass. Cigars in the Pass. Oh, that's Pass. Yeah. Um, so, Coast Cigar Company is, is Ed's place. And they've got... Um, that's a cool little shop. So they it was packed house last night. They had some sports and stuff on. So, but um, I would have stayed. But like I said, we got that baby. We had a baby shower last night, and we were so tired by the time we got done. I was like, Ugh, I just want to go home and get a shower. And go so when should I, like, officially call you grandpa? <laughs> I mean, I guess you technically could now. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess no later than when the baby's born. Mm. <laughs> All right, well, now we'll go over the line. I guess we'll start off with what we're smoking. Um, now, Oscar has got the Corojo. I've got, I've got the Corojo, yeah. And this one is the red binder. I meant to take some pictures before. Well, we got, we still got the binders. Yeah. So um, we'll take some pictures of the binders, and you know we'll have these up prior to the episode being released. But um, it's the Camacho Corojo. Now, this is kind of their signature taste cigar. Um, it's got a thick red binder on it. I mean, all the binders, for the most part, for the baseline, look the same. You know, it's got the Camacho logo, and it actually has Corojo underneath it, under the Camacho. Um, like I said, complete Corojo. Uh, got a lot of spice to it. It's a, I want to say a dark, dark, dark wrapper. No. Um, but definitely on the, I'd say like. What's that? What's the other one that you like? The I like the, the uh, well, the, you got the barrel aged. No, no, no. It's a, like a, There's a triple Maduro. That's the one that I'm is that's, dark. Yeah, that's a dark one. That one's dark. That's funny. I'm trying to take a picture of it, and I've got the kid's toy car in the back. <laughs> I mean, look, sir, they got to learn sometime. I mean, that's true. Yeah, I'll just put it here. Oh, shit. Please don't fall on my whiskey. Yeah, don't fall on the whiskey. Don't get ash in it, too. So what you think on the first light-up of that one? I knew it was going to be on the heavier side after, you know, doing the research. Maybe not one I'd have so early in the day for me. Especially, on, like we talked about, me sipping on an empty stomach. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm surprisingly, I like it a lot. Really? I like it a lot, yeah. I don't maybe it's because it's the, the boldness and the peppery and the kind of like the leather in the Love cigar. It. That it's going really good with this, like with with this whiskey. Well, that was the one when I went to the Davidoff of Geneva website, the Camacho website. Like from the factory, they actually recommend whiskey, whiskey or bourbon with that one. So oh, that would okay, make the sense pairing, that they yeah, would yeah. say, yeah, yeah that's true on that. And they've got multiple different sizes on this one. Um, now I wouldn't be sipping on, say, like a a barrel proof whiskey, maybe a good rye, but 
nothing super heavy like stick to the like the lighter uh whiskeys if, if you do smoke this one that that's just my opinion, opinion. that one guys the filler on that one is going to be honduras the binder of course is corojo uh and the wrapper is going to be corojo uh ecuadorian so you have honduras binder honduras filler and then uh, the Honduras wrapper. And it is, it's labeled even on the website, it's labeled as high on their intensity. And I, I believe I've had one of those before. Um, it is a very flavorful cigar. Um, I get the a lot of the pepper, which I'm not, I'm not big on the pepper, but if it's a strong flavored cigar, a full-bodied cigar, I can, you know, I, I can, and it's like rye whiskey. If it's not a strong rye, yeah. Then I, you know, I can drink it just fine, but it's not yeah. my preferred. Yeah. And I'm smoking on the. We'll knock these two out real quick because these are the ones we're actually smoking on, the uh, Camacho Nicaraguan. Uh, and this one is going to have a orange binder, and then it's going to have it says Nicaragua underneath the Camacho binder. Um, this one I do like. It's still got some peppery. Um, it's still got a a nice um, nice color to it. Uh, it's not quite as dark as the Corojo. It's a little bit lighter, but it still has a good kind of leathery, um, light to medium brown kind of wrapper on it. And it does have uh, just, you know, like we were talking about, it's got a good flavor to it off the, the first light, the first couple puffs. Good solid body. It definitely doesn't have as much pepper. Um, so it is going to be a little bit lighter on that pepper note. Got a little more, a little more woodsy, I think, because it's just less of the peppery, so you get more of the other ones coming through. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. With the peppery <clears throat> cigars, like with that Corojo, I, I don't get a lot of the the leather and the wood because of the pepper, as I would, you know, obviously with something that doesn't have the, the heavy heavy pepper. And Camacho, like everything else, they've got a several others in the line. And the way I thought about really kind of explaining it, the way I look at it, when you look at cigars, especially if you're someone who is doesn't get into the cigar shop very much or if you don't venture out very much sometimes it can be kind of intimidating when you're in the cigar shop because mm-hmm. you walk in and like you might see a camacho but they've got like six seven different camachos you know and the different color bands and stuff like that the way i usually try to think about it is if you look at a cigar manufacturer like you would looking at a let's say a car manufacturer all right you know when you have camacho you look at dodge well dodge has several different offerings mm. in their lineup yeah um you know you have cars trucks you know suvs well some of the scar lines especially if they have an expansive selection mm. like yeah. with the camacho you'll have you know you'll have their master built series which is more of a more of a customized more crafted mm. kind of that's where their rum rum aged their whiskey aged and then their uh imperial stout um, Almost kind of like a experimental flavors type. It thing. could start off like that way. Yeah. It could be experimental. Or it could be something that's a limited run, or you know, it's just kind of not in their core core line. So if you walk in and you know you're looking for just a one of the production line Corojos mm-hmm. or Camachos, but you want like say the Nicaraguan, you know, whereas. You know, I like the, the the barrel stouts and stuff like that, or the barrel barrel picks. I'm yeah. Getting them off, everything mixed up. <laughs> um, got whiskey in the brain. Uh huh. Actually, I gotta come back to you because you know what? I'll just tell it right now. Yeah, go for it. Uh I actually had a dream a few days ago that we, and this is something that I, I really want to do. Eventually. Last time you had a dream, sir, didn't involve me. I mean, 
Last time you had a dream, you started a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Well, then in that case, I had a dream that we did a barrel pick. Oh, bourbon. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, I already know somebody that's like, hey, if you can arrange it, I will put down at least half. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, but knowing us, it's not going to be a fancy. I mean, it'll be a good, but it ain't going to be fancy. Hey. There you go. We can just call it Ain't Fancy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, a fucking Sips and Stokies barrel pick. That'd be awesome. That would be cool. So, yeah, I mean, we already know a guy. Yeah, we do know a guy. <laughs> and All I, right, well, and, Oscar has dreamt it. And I and I have another guy that's willing to put down at least half, because, I mean, they're not cheap. Yeah, no shit. So, so that's, we'll, we'll have to discuss off air how much the other half's going to cost. <laughs> <laughs> it's like didn't you guys mention this three years ago we did we had to come up with half yeah exactly you know we, we got to save you know save our quarters and pennies where we can mm-hmm. you know so it's, it's a lot of digging in the in the couch cushions that would be neat yeah. i have to stock up on my quarters even more i have to dig through my quarters and see that um there's apparently a quarter that is worth two thousand dollars i guess it's a particular year run. really um so and i got a lot of quarters sitting at home too you still have change? I do. I don't have any I've, change. I've been holding off on it, dude. I, I, mean, I don't have as much change. Like, I haven't been putting into it as much oh. as I did before. Well, then again, you've only stopped bartending. It's been like less than six months. No. Really? It's been that long? It's been, has it been? Well, February. I left the end of February. Okay. So, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. So, it's been right at like seven months. All right. Okay, yeah, you know, I can't really say anything because I, when did I cash in all my change? Probably three years after I, I stopped bartending. Really? Yeah. See, I, I've held on to mine because we have the cruise. So my intention oh, okay. is to, it's it's not so much that I think I'm going to start putting a lot more in it or keep putting a lot in it. It's just a way to not spend the money before the cruise. Hmm. So now granted, it may only be like 200 bucks, but I mean, at least buy a couple cigars. Yeah. So, but that, because like I said before, once we get on the cruise, I don't really expect to spend money on the cruise, at least not a lot. No, no. I think the trip afterwards is going to be Oh, no, yeah, definitely. Thing. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's funny. Uh, our, our our good friend, uh, uh, Fields, you know, when he when he, when he's at a, at a dead bar, he'll sit there mm-hmm. and get all the change out and go through it all and this and that. He's and, the first person I thought of when I looked at mine. I was like... So yeah, I was like, I need to go through my quarters. Yeah. Like my luck, I've probably got like four or five sitting in there. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. just my luck, because I normally wouldn't give a shit. I'd be like, whatever, their quarters, I'll yeah. just get rid of them. And that would be the exact reason why I'd be giving away like ten grand worth of quarters because I've got like a handful of them sitting. Yeah. There, yeah. I think, but yeah, he's the first person. I was like, yeah. bet you, Ryan. I need to take a picture and just send it to him. Just send it like, to him. Hey, yeah. uh, I'm I'm gonna go through my quarters. I bet you he would just yeah. have a field day. <laughs> Uh, I, I remember this real quick, this a side story that I just thought of. Um, I was bartending North Bar, and uh, this guy comes up, and uh, he he always tipped a uh, dollar, dollar or four quarters, whatever, a dollar for uh, Coors Light. Okay, so no problem. So I was like, hey, man, I, I got quarters today. Is that cool? Yeah, man. It all spends, brother. It all spends. So like, right, here you go. He puts it down, whatever. It goes off because he liked to play the Kino machines on the side wall, like heading to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So, hey right, man, I'll, I'll take one more. I right, no problem. So did it again the third time. I was like, hey, man, I'm about to head out. So like one more. All right. So I, I was kind of busy, so I I popped it and I put it down, and then he threw some quarters on the bar, and I instantly stopped. I was like, well, that 
didn't sound normal, like regular quarters. So I stopped what I was doing and looked at it. Fucker tipped me four silver quarters. And I was like, no fucking way. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's funny how, like, just that sound, like, Dad? Yeah, you get so used to it. That didn't sound right. Hang on a second. It's like, doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. That's not a normal quarter. Yeah. <laughs> you know how a quarter sound. Yeah. That is, that's a bartender hearing right there. Sir. Exactly. But we literally, <laughs> we literally said this. Uh, uh, I won't say that on the air, but uh, but yeah, uh, Key said it. Uh, bartender hears everything and sees nothing. Dude, I've said that before. Yeah. We get so many people that would come up to the bar. I'm like, hey, you didn't uh, look, man. Nah, I, I, don't know I hear about, everything and remember nothing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, dude, that's funny. Uh, just real quick, do you remember your first tip as a bartender? My first tip, yeah, or yeah. just or just bar bagging. I do, I do. It, it was actually it was two of them in the same day at the same time. Rather, uh, Mr. Mac, you know Mr. Mac, mm-hmm. tipped me a two dollar bill. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have it anymore. I cashed it in, um, but also I right after him, I got a fifty cent piece that I still have to this day. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you remember your your weirdest tip? I think we talked about this before. My weirdest tip? Yeah. I mean, I, probably my most disgusting tip. What, was it money from the bra? Yeah, it's booby money. <laughs> I made a video about that. Yeah, I remember I remember the video. I remember the video. Ta-ta tips. Uh, I have to start making more of those videos. My my two weirdest ones, and I can't remember which... Well, I, I can't decide which one's weirder. I got gifted a one of those uh, stamps that, like, you can... You know, they're good for lifetime mm-hmm. like an actual fucking stamp all right here you go i was like what's this is this stamp? i mean it's like yeah you can use this for whatever all right bro sure whatever thank you like mail stamp yeah stamp the other one and i should you not a acorn two pennies and a magnet i still have the magnet <laughs> it's on my fridge right now <laughs> yeah see i don't i can't remember my where i mean i didn't really get I mean, I've gotten pills. I don't know what they were because I took them and threw them in the trash. I'm yeah. pretty sure they weren't Tylenol. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I've gotten pills. Uh, other than that, I don't think I, I can't remember any weird tips. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've gotten some cool tips. Of course, I've gotten a couple cigars. And yeah. I've gotten some moonshine, you know, mm. which, you know, I can't say when I got that because, mm. you know, I don't think moonshine's legal here in the state. It's legal, <clears throat> excuse me, for consumption, not distribution, right? Yeah, uh, you can make a certain amount. Like you can, you can't just make uh, gallons you. and gallons and gallons. But yeah, uh, yeah, but you can't sell it. Yeah, um, I, you know what? I can't say for sure that was my. Well, it most definitely was probably not my first tip, but that was my first most memorable tip mm. because I got it shortly after I went to the restaurants, mm. and it was so funny because I'm pretty sure I can tell the story now because. You don't work there. So. I don't work there. <laughs> so, all right. So it was a couple there. It was one of the first couples that I had gotten to know pretty well when I went to that side. Um, and it was so funny because the the wife was um, of, of Latina descent. And so the guy sits down, and they were both retired Air Force. So, or no, he sits down first. I'm sorry. He sits down, and, you know, he was a cool, jolly guy. I could tell right away he was going to be you know, fun at the bar. He was relaxed. He was just, you know, down to earth. Um, so he starts to order a beer. He can't think of what he wants. 
And I'd said something. I, I guess what I recommended, I don't know if I'd said an Ultra Miller, you know, it's probably just whatever we had, had just sold. So it's first on mine. And it was so funny because he starts joking with me. He's like, what? Do I look like an Ultra guy? He was like, what about me says Ultra? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. The fact that I just sold an Ultra maybe? Like, I don't know. And so it was funny because he was like, that's actually what I want. <laughs> and so he was like, my wife really loves Corona. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, when she comes in, he's like, no, that's just going to make this shit even funnier because you'll see when she walks in. Mm. She walks in, she's a Mexican descent. <laughs> so I walk in and I you know, do a little towel trip in front of her. And I already got the Corona. I crack it and I put it in front of her. And she was like, how did you know I wanted a Corona? I was like, hey, he's like, you wanted a Corona. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> What about me makes it like I want a Corona? I'm like, oh, these fuckers are going to be awesome. I said, well, you are Mexican. And she's like, oh. I was like, no, actually, your husband just told me you wanted a Corona. <laughs> He's laughing his ass off. I'm laughing. She's laughing. So after that, when they come in, and I know you've met them before. After that, when they come in, you know, they were always, well, we, after that, a couple conversations, we had gotten into the subject of, because I think we had that, that moonshine, and I'm doing air quotes, uh, on the bar. And so they were like, you guys got moonshine here? They weren't from Mississippi. I'm like, eh. I said, it's, it's about as moonshiny as you can get for, you know, legal moonshine. Yeah. I said, you know, <clears throat> if it doesn't come in a paper bag and like, you know, a, a questionable jar, yeah. I don't really consider that moonshine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we start talking and they're like, yeah, well, you know, we know a guy where we're from. He does all kinds of different moonshine. He does flavors. Da, da, da. I said, okay. I said, well, you know, I was like, even like cinnamon and coffee, all this kind of stuff. I was like, yeah. shit, that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Didn't think anything about it after that. And so they leave, and this was probably had been like a month later because it okay. was the next time I saw them. They come in with this big ass, brightly colored gift bag with like the brightest color tissue paper coming out of it. <laughs> like it looked, it was a birthday bag. They were going, they're like, "Happy birthday!" I'm like, "It's not really my birthday, but thanks." He's like, "No, no, no, trust me. Here's a present for us. We were thinking about you. You know, last last time we saw you, and we went back home. We thought about you." I was kind of like, oh, okay, like, I didn't know what to do. Like, I, I appreciate it. Like, mm. I didn't know if I could take gifts. Like, at that point, like, I didn't know how it works. So I'm like, oh, well, thank you. So I put it, like, kind of behind the bar where they can see, you know, just getting to more waist level. And I start to reach in. They're like, no, 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 no. Considering our last conversation, don't really know if that's going to be legal here. Gotcha. I'm like, oh, my God, what the fuck did y'all just get? <laughs> And they were like, there's a head in here, isn't Yeah, there? I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. And there's cameras around. They were like, yeah, you know, we talked about last time. I was like, Oh, mm. they're like, yeah. They were like, there's two flavors in there. Nice. <laughs> so it's like, okay, cool. So yeah, so I get home and it's like, of course, you know, one jar of like white lightning, just mm. plain clear moonshine in a mason jar. And the other one is like an apple pie moonshine nice. in like an old vodka bottle that I've never seen before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, this is going to be good. Yeah, exactly. That's how you know it's going to be fucking yes. good. And I, I, I have still to this day, I don't have... I don't have much of the apple pie because that's good, mm. but I still have both of those moonshines in the house. Like really? I only crack them open. Like last time we got into them was when me and her, Delia, were out for COVID. And we were sitting on the porch. Oh, shit. Okay. We had a couple Bloody Marys, and I brought out the moonshine, so she started sipping on it because she didn't realize that I had it. I didn't mm. even think about saying anything because I never thought about it. And uh, I knew it was good moonshine, but I didn't know how good it was until she took a couple swip, sips mm. because we had done eight dinner. I cleaned up the kitchen and we were in the back of the bedroom and she was, you know, kind of feeling tipsy. She asked me if we had ate yet. <laughs> she cooked dinner. So she's like, wait, I got to cook dinner. I'm like, you already have. I'm like when? I'm like, we already ate. 
I've already cleaned the kitchen. She was like, when? <laughs> she was like, about 45 minutes ago. She was like, are you serious? <laughs> yes. Like, Where the hell were you? I'm like, I don't know, but that was some good moonshine. <laughs> so, yeah. So I only cracked that open, you know, more so now because I, I always forget about it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that is my moonshine that because of who it came from and everything, um, I crack open for either special occasions or, like, it's got to be the shittiest of the shitty going on. But most awesome. of the time, it's special yeah. occasions. Um I, I I had a, a, a hat. I I have to, have. I'll break some out next time Ty comes in. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Um, I have some uh, still in my freezer that uh, a friend of ours, uh, she used to make it herself. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was good shit. And what I like, you know, it's all, it's, it's, this is going to sound weird, but it's all natural flavoring. It's no, like, there's no like, artificial flavoring in it, but it's good shit. But Moonshine? Yeah. I, I didn't think it, we say natural flavors. At least the moonshine I got didn't yeah. have any flavor. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, like the I mean, flavored it's natural ones, flavor for water. The flavored ones. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, she didn't like to sell like white lightning just because. Yeah, it was fucking potent shit. Oh yeah, it was potent. I mean, that's the shit you could shit. put in your car. I could probably put that in the Harley and start up just fine. Yeah, it'll fucking rocket you to the moon and back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's good shit. Uh she made like, uh, but I, I, I had, I had. She made a margarita flavor one, mm-hmm. and. um uh, boss man Nick wanted one for Mardi Gras. I was like, I think I still have some, dude. It's like, do you want it? It's like, can I? It's like, yeah, fuck it, take it. Like, I've got plenty of liquor. I think I'll be okay. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Now we'll have to do a. That'd be a good episode. I mean, because technically episode. it's whiskey, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically. <laughs> That's cool. Look, before we get off track, because uh, there's two more on the the line of the Camacho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah. Sorry. But, hey, look, man, I'm just enjoying the weather right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But um, the, the two more, and I wanted to go over definitely the at least the core line, because that's the ones that I know are the yes. easiest to find. Yes. So we've talked about the Corojo, which is one's Oscar smoking, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, looks like it's damn good cigar. And I've got the Nicaraguan, which I ain't gonna lie, this one is I really like this one because No, 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 that's not the, the like Nicaraguan, is it? Yeah, I had the Nicaraguan. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm thinking I'm thinking of the Connecticut. Oh yeah, yeah no, yeah, we've yeah, been yeah. talking a lot yeah, about yeah. Connecticut. And that is yeah. the other one. The Connecticut is gonna be and that's typically the Connecticut is gonna be their lighter. Lighter yeah, uh, yeah. definitely lightest flavor. Yeah. Um and usually it's gonna be um I say typically lighter in color, but as we've said color of the scar is not directly always the case as far as reflection or taste of the cigar don't judge a book by its color exactly sometimes (laughs) you just got to stick it in your mouth and see what happens (laughs) um but that's going to be the lightest one and again it's it's all in there like classic sizes um and then they have the uh camacho the ecuador um, this one is going to be in a blue wrapper. All the wrappers look about the same. See, that's the one I, I told you that I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. And I've seen these before. I haven't seen them a lot. But this one, though, I would be really curious to get a couple and try. Because this one, from the from the notes on the um, Davinoff website, this one is not as heavy when it comes to the peppery. It seems like it, it highlights more of the wood, earth, and spice uh, with some sweet and then creamy and some nutty flavors. Um, it does have some peppy, the pepper though, excuse me, but it's more of like a, they say it's a peppery and a floral notes to kind of round out the flavor. It's not the, the, the main flavors that you get from it. It's more of a secondary. And they actually recommend with this one, and I could see this going well, pairing it with rum. So I think, 
I don't know if I have any rum at the house or not. I don't think I do. But I'll, I'll get you some. Yeah, I know a guy, <laughs> sir. I know a guy. Um, and that guy is you. But um, <laughs> I actually, after I'd really be curious to try the Ecuador because that seems more of like my ideal taste range or, or taste preferences. So the main line, guys, and like I say the main line because they have the, the other ones too, is going to be your Connecticut, which that one's going to be bright yellow on the band. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in their box and stuff like that, it's bright yellow. Do you have the? I'd probably say the next step up in um, taste and body would probably be the Ecuador Ecuadorian. Uh, that's the blue wrapper. And again, you know, it's blue wrapper. Um, the box is blue. Like they've, they've got bold colors they use for their wrappers and their boxes. So when I say blue, there's going to be no question about what blue I'm talking about. It's like blue. Yeah, that kind of sticks out at you. Uh, and then be up beyond that, the next one that's going to be, uh, as far as the body and the flavor, uh, I would say it's probably going to be the Nicaraguan, which is the one I'm smoking. It's got a little more pepper to it, but it still has a solid, um, just a solid body taste to it. And I've noticed when I think about giving cigar reviews and stuff like that, I, I think I hammer on or I think about the pepper the most because that's more of the deciding flavor in the cigar that is either the biggest turn on or turn off. But I, almost don't like to give a lot of extra notes beyond that other than what like the you know the manufacturer says Mm -hmm. just because i mean i could taste pepper and you know you could be over there going yeah this is like smooth as shit i could be choking on it for some reason because of of that um but then then the highest one i would say as far as strength goes um both the pepper and just the full body is going to be that corojo um so you've got four in the camacho line the, the connecticut the ecuador the Nicaraguan, and then the Corojo. And then with them beyond that, you've got more of your, I guess you can call them specialty series cigars, which that's going to be. That's their, the barrel age and all yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, they're triple Maduro too. That cigar to me, that's like smoking a Guinness. I mean, it is black. Yeah. It is dark. It's heavy. That one, like you asked <clears> me before, <throat> would I smoke a Maduro before I go to bed? I wouldn't smoke that heavy of a Maduro. I could probably smoke an Undercrown Maduro. Um, as long as I had a lot of water to go with it. Um, <laughs> but I found the size of the cigar is, is almost as, almost as important for me as far as how it hits me as the, um, the actual, uh, whether it's Maduro or not, because there's one that I got, it's a, the Macanudo cause I actually smoked one yesterday, uh, with some coffee. We got up early and went to the nugget and played some free play before we went and did everything. And, um, they were not, they weren't petites, but mm. they were, uh, I think Corona's, they were like on the smaller side. Um, and that cigar is a dark cigar. I could smoke that, you know, as a nighttime cigar before bed, just because as dark as it is, and it is a dark ass wrapper, it's a good, I don't want to say strong, but it's a solid tasting cigar, but it almost has like a sweetness to it. So okay, yeah. I yeah. think it's more of the pepper for me. If I smoke a, a peppery cigar, it's got to be earlier in the day or midday. If I smoke a peppery cigar later, that that pepper for some reason that pepper sticks with me. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But you know, I learned that just by trial and error, and you know, that's just trying different ones and things like that. You know, like I said, I, I recommend trying everything. Like it's like a, a bar bartender friend of ours, mm. Anthony, the guy. You know, one of the guys I trained with as a bar back. Um, you know, he, he would always take like samples of the drinks and mm. not like trying to drink them, but yeah. you know, it's straw tests. And I've had several bartenders tell me that, but he put it in a way that was, I guess, 
most memorable to understand. He said, look, he was like, even taste the shit that you don't like, because if it tastes like shit, at least you know how, how, what kind of shit it's supposed to taste like. Sure. At least you know what, like it's one thing if you don't like it, but you got to know exactly how it's supposed to taste before you can sit there and say whether or not it's right. He said, whether it's good is secondary, right or wrong is first. And so I've gotten the habit of, especially if it's the first couple of times that, you know, I've never tasted the drink before. And it's funny, I almost, I had to kind of break the habit in some cases because I would like straw test the drink, not even realizing it. And like the guest is sitting there staring right at me, mm. you know, you're straw testing the drink, not meaning anything by it, but more of a quality control. Yeah. And I learned sometimes like the guests don't like that, which I get. I mean, if you make me a drink, like if you, make, if you bring out my steak and you cut off a little side right in front It'd of me, a little yeah, bit I'd be a little irritated, like my fucking steak dude what are you doing mm. but yeah some people are weird like that mm-hmm. i mean like i wouldn't i mean it's not like you're putting a straw back in the drink mm-hmm. so but i would recommend to people especially like you know for people who are local that have a, right local but you know it's like going back to that conversation i had with um with scott about the alec bradley which we definitely i think that one maybe i'd like to do that one the next one um you know especially if you're trying to expand your palate and trying to get to know what's out there like pick a manufacturer, you know, if you've already been like, if you like Alec Bradley, the gatekeeper, like I'd say with Scott, you know, if you know, there's a cigar man that you really love and you know, the manufacturer by it, especially if your local cigar shop has a, a selection of that manufacturer, just go in there and just like start at the top left and, you know, pick up one, you know, pick two or three at a time to take home, just different ones. You know, you can pick the different sizes that you want and, you know, just make sure you got, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes yeah. to actually smoke it. Yeah. I mean, because um, you never know what you're going to like. like. Example, case in point, this whiskey right here. Oh, yeah. I walked by it a million times. Mm-hmm. So like, ah, whatever. I mean, Williams. It wasn't until I actually tried it. I'm like, holy shit. I really should, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, another one. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, the Jack Daniel Single Barrel Barrel Proof. Walked by it a million times because I wasn't really paying attention. I thought it was just Jack Daniel Single Barrel. I didn't see the little gold label. Oh shit! This is really fucking good. And now it's, I can't get the motherfucker. But yeah, with cigars, you never know. You know, like you said, it's like you know, what's a good cigar? What's a bad cigar? I mean, something that I like, for example, the Fat Bottom Betty. Yeah, I like the cigar. Uh but you don't. There's another yeah, one. Is that sweet? And the yeah. thing is, I because I think there's two. Yes, by that manufacturer uh, or the Santa Lines. God, I can't remember the name right now. But yeah, in fact, uh, we actually the last Fat Bottom Betty I smoked was the day before uh, Ty's wedding. Mm. We actually had some, but yeah, there's another one, uh, Del Sol. It's the same. It's the same company, I believe. Okay. But again, you're not gonna like it. Yeah. Because it does have that sweeter, uh, that sweeter wrapper. Which again, I'm I can't. I'm I'm not gonna say I can smoke those every day because I can't. There's no fucking way. I can't make that my everyday cigar. Now I know a guy, a good friend of mine. He buys that in bulk because if he open up his humidor, that's all he fucking has. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's another episode we could do because I'm actually coming across that now because I have started smoking. Like when I first started smoking, you know, years ago, mm-hmm. I'd smoke maybe one a week, maybe yeah. two. Because, you know, I just I was doing more shit and working nighttime and, you know, I'd get up in the morning time and run errands and go run or something like that. But now that I'm working, when I worked, went to day shift, mm-hmm. you know, started smoking a little more because I had nights off. Now we got nights and I got the weekends off. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I'm smoking a little bit more. So what I'm in the process now is trying to find a a good everyday, you know, gotcha. on the Harley bar hopping, 
you know, grilling, sitting on the beach, just kind of a good everyday cigar mm -hmm. that I can not replace my other cigars with, but mm. kind of fold into the humidor. Gotcha. So like on the weekends, if I know we're going to go do a ride or something like that and, you know, maybe we blast off to like Pensacola or something like that, mm. I can throw like two or three, maybe a, a good cigar and then like two other of the, the you know, no. everyday cigars. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to call them shitty cigars because that's one thing I did learn in the process of trying to find a good solid everyday stick mm -hmm. is there's a difference between a low cost cigar and a cheap cigar. Yeah. There's low cost and low quality. Yes. I've already given away like a whole box damn near of uh, the, first, the first round <laughs> of low cost cigars I found out were low cost because they're just cheap as shit. What was it? Oh God, I can't even tell you the name of them. It was like a bundle <laughs> pack. They even, they even called it, it was Cigar International. They call it the poor boy bundle pack. Oh shit. And you know, I mean, I, I'm thinking like for just an everyday smoke, you know, where you're not really sitting down and maybe you don't necessarily want to sit there and concentrate on the notes and this and that. You just want to sit down at a barbecue or something like that, and yeah, you just okay. want to sit and relax and, and, and you know smoke a cigar. Mm. Those did not work out real well. Yeah. I mean, they were when you picked up the cigar, you could just like pinch them a little bit. Mm. It was just like caving. Oh. Like they weren't tightly bound. But I mean, like it was my own like fault. It felt soggy. Uh, so yes. motherfucker. Yeah. And then I even tried. Uh, they're called General Grants, which oh, they're yeah. more like big. Like if you ever had the backwood, mm -hmm. they're basically just big backwood cigars. So little better i mean i could definitely use them if i was like going to be outside or something like that it's one that if if, if it breaks or if you mm -hmm. light it wrong or whatever it's like eh no yeah. big deal ah cigar noob i just ashed myself nice look at that damn it yeah. um but i was when i went in last night to coast uh coast cigar yeah um to pick up these camachos i did find and i don't know how long they've had them because i have not been in that shop in a minute the i think it's the Drew Estates factory smokes. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was excited about that because I'm, I'm a big fan of Drew Estates, man. And that's what I was big thinking. Fan. And I'd been looking at them for a minute. So, but I saw them through Cigar International, and I haven't ordered them in a minute. But they're carrying them now, at least the different sizes. So I did pick up one of the Maduros. So I'm curious to try that one just to see. But that kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the conversation of, you know, try different cigars. You know, I mean, like the one I picked up was like $4.25. Now, price-wise, it looks like it's going to suck. But, you know, when I picked it up and looked at it, it one, it was by Drew Estate. So that's an automatic quality cigar manufacturer. <clears throat> so I, I can't imagine even their crappy cigars are going to be that bad. Yeah. But it was a solid stick. Like, it did have some give to it, so it wasn't as tightly bound. Yeah. But it wasn't, like, pressing in on air either. So... You know, you can look at a stick quality standpoint and just kind of see those. Like, what's the color of it? Does it have any imperfections in the leaf? Does it have any holes in it? Stuff like that. Which most of your cigar shops you go to that are, are actual premium cigar shops, mm. you know, if you find a cigar and it's got a big hole inside of it, that's more of an embarrassment to the cigar shop. So yeah. if you brought to their attention, like, hey, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but you kind of had this in the humidor. More, I would think, I would hope, more than likely, they're going to at least be like, oh, shit, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Go pick out another one or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, you can pick a cigar up and kind of see from the construction of it, what does it look like? Is the wrapper in good condition? Is mm -hmm. the is the cap coming off? Because, you know, I've had some where as soon as you run your finger across the end, which I don't recommend doing that when you go to the cigar shop because other people are going to put their mouths on it. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying from a standpoint of how flimsy it is, you know, you can see the cap starting to flake off yeah. even before you actually snip the end of it mm -hmm. so you know you can just pick up the cigar and visually kind of look at it and 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 see 
the quality kind of built into it. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm kind of in the process now where I'm looking for a good, solid stick where I can just kind of fold in to kind of help the wallet a little bit. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm definitely not getting rid of, like I had, a, I posted in one of the cigar groups that I follow. I was like, hey, you know, recommendations on a good everyday stick. And there, one guy was like, yeah, well, Undercrown. <laughs> and it was funny. One of the other guys got to him before I could. He was like, um, solid cigar, but I don't know if I would consider that an everyday stick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was like, and the guy was like, well, I mean, I smoke two or three times a week. So and I said, oh, okay, well, I get that. And I was like, I'm not giving up my Undercrowns for cheap-ass cigars. I said, I'll just go broke. I said, yeah. but I definitely understand both sides of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I was thinking we should also, we could do, not should do, could do, is uh, maybe do, like, te- what the hell is that noise? I don't know. Uh, test out or uh, taste the, the highest rated cigars and also try the lowest rated cigars mm-hmm. just for shits and giggles. I think it'd be fun. That would be nice. I mean, obviously, we can't do it blindly because, you know, we'll see what they are. But Well, true, but that would be something we could do. Because, you know, we were talking about, uh, like Greg, our previous podcast, had mm. mentioned. I don't know if we were recording or not, but he had mentioned, you know, that he smoked cigars, but he's never just, like, kind of sat down and just, like, yeah. smoked cigars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think a blind tasting, even if, well, like you do with the bourbon, because, you know, you usually got the bourbon mm-hmm. shuffled away. You know, even if I brought the cigar and took the bands off, I know what they are. Yeah, that's but true. But just do, like, a blind smoking like that. Yeah, yeah. We'd have to pick a, well, that'd be, that'd be kind of like a winter episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sit out here all day long and just smoke like a three, two hour episode. What are you doing? <laughs> just smoking cigars. That's it. Yeah, we gotta get Greg on the show again, man. Fucking he, because he, I mean, works his ass off, mm-hmm. bro. I mean, like, because even just like I, I went there last Monday, because uh, like uh, I like needed something, and uh, you know, I went there just to say hi and this and that. And he's just working, 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 man. God, man, always working, brother. Got to get back on the show so we can smoke some cigars with him. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> what? A, oh. Uh, I got to get with Lauren, too. I wanted to reach out to her because the Harley shop in, I think, November? Mm-hmm. I think it's November. They got midget wrestling coming. <laughs> dude, that's awesome. <laughs> so I was thinking her and her, dude, because they ride. I was like, you know what? <laughs> get a group going there. Hey, I'll show up in my fucking Pathfinder. I don't give a fuck, hey, man. I'm all about some midget wrestling, brother. <laughs> it's like midgets with attitude or something like that. Oh, I've seen those guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've not seen them in person, but yeah, I've, I've, I've like seen them on Facebook and whatnot. Yep. That's cool. Was it... um. Not major wrestling, but something else. Uh, our, our our friend Christian Baum, uh, big tall ugly guy. Mm-hmm. Man, you know he's always post. You know, cause, I cause, still giggle every time I see his Facebook post, just because of the name. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know he he lives out in like Diamond Head, and uh, like, he was playing golf this weekend, and this and that, and uh, you know he's got a cigar holder on his mm-hmm. on his golf on his golf cart, and I'm like, I want one for my lawnmower, because every time I cut the grass, I'm usually smoking a cigar. Like I'd be, I mean, I I still smoke it, but I'd just be kind of cool just to have it on my. Oh water. yeah, <laughs> that'd be uh, shit. We haven't been golfing in a while. We need to do that. But yeah, I have to look at that too. Yeah, hit him up. We can do uh, <laughs> like big tall ugly guy recommendations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's all for it, dude. I love that man. God, I miss that motherfucker, man. He needs to come to casino more often, dude. If you're listening to this, Christian Bomb, need to come to casino more. I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah, shit. I mean, we've you know. Fatal attraction, stalk your Facebook posts, and live vicariously through you. That man is my spirit animal. I've said that a million times, but I'll say today that that man is my spirit animal. I want to be like him when I grow up. <laughs> no, but uh, last time I saw him was for my birthday. Yeah, for my birthday, he came in, and you know, he, you know, we obviously 
bend over backwards for that man because and, and his wife because they're just so awesome uh but he, he gifted me a very nice bottle of whiskey i'm like whoa i was i don't need anything i just like seeing you guys thank you but i really appreciate it but yeah that's really awesome but yeah um what else was i was gonna mention to you oh yeah uh so like you know i'm a big soccer uh person you know i love my team uh mm-hmm. or like orlando city they were in the finals of the uh u.s cup this weekend or this week rather and apparently i looked into it it is the oldest soccer cup in the u.s since 1914 yeah holy shit the u.s soccer cup well it's, it's a u.s cup is, is what okay, it's called okay. yeah um, see and the funny thing is of course i don't I, mm. i've gotten well i almost said i've gotten into following soccer it's one of those sports that I can sit down and watch if I'm bored and there's nothing on TV. <laughs> yeah. Me and Dave were just talking about that because she's a 49ers fan. Yes. And originally we were going to try to go watch the 49ers today. Oh, okay. But, you know, with Falcons or Atlanta, you, uh, was it, so I know the Saints are playing. The Saints are playing, playing at Atlanta, yeah. Okay, so, you know, I know that that's going to be all over the TV today. Mm-hmm. So Dave was like, I'm not really going to be able to find it anyway. No. But we were talking about watching sports. I told her, I said, look, I said, we got the weekends off now. I was like, going to watch any game. Would just be a way to get out the house. Sure. Um, sure. But we're talking about sports. I so, said, you know, football, I can sit down and watch. Mm-hmm. Basketball, I mean, if it's the playoffs, mm-hmm. I can sit down yeah. and watch. Um, but there's not a lot of sports that I can just sit down and watch just for the sake of it. But the sports that I can sit down and watch, it's more of just a, I'm oh, just killing time. I'll just watch it. Gotcha. Like I started to watch the beginning of the uh, the Texas and Alabama game yesterday. Oh, okay. Uh, which came down to like one point. Yeah. I think Alabama pulled it out with one point. Yeah. I only and caught it's, like It's funny because the over for that was like 60 some odd points. <sighs> yeah. If you took the over, oh, I am sorry for you. Oh, dude, because we, we got up and went to, uh, we went and had breakfast at the Nugget. They went and played free play. And it was funny because it's like, yep, sports is back because their sport betting line was just we had to like walk almost out of the way to get around the sports betting line because there were so many people in the line right so i, I can only imagine now <laughs> but rugby i'd ask about rugby i said well have you watched mm-hmm. you seen rugby because i i forget how i found out about it oh it was uh, sitting at uh one of the bars okay sitting at the uh the sport bar okay um and, you know chris they've got the, the big ass tv behind the bar well you could make into like smaller you know, put multiple games on. Well, it just so happened one of them was rugby, and there wasn't any big games on, mm-hmm. so I flipped it over to rugby. There you go. Because <laughs> at the time we could do that. And uh, the more I watched rugby, the more I, I actually liked it. And I told Daddy, I said, she'd probably like rugby because she mm-hmm. likes football. Yeah. I said, because rugby, I told her, I said, it's, football is actually a derivative of rugby. Mm-hmm. With the biggest difference is in football, you have the line of scrimmage that you have to throw the ball past to get yards. Mm-hmm. Whereas in rugby, the line of scrimmage, you can't pass the ball past the line of scrimmage. Yes. You have to pass it back to yeah. the player. So it's not like any big like throws or passes mm-hmm. or anything like that. So it's just a, a slow, constant grind of one team just trying to move the ball down the field one yard by one yard exactly. by one yard yeah. by one yard. Yeah. And then I see these guys in the shape that they're in. Mm-hmm. They're like fast as soccer players, yeah. as bulked up as football players. Yeah. It's, it's like amazing. You're, you're you're not moving the ball. You're moving the scrimmage line. Exactly. The, that's that's it. Why, yeah, you're just it's a fight yes. every – so I actually got – you know, I actually like rugby more than anything else now. I still don't watch a lot of it. Mm. 
But that was just where I was like, God, those fuckers are tough. Like, yeah. football players oh, yeah. are tough. Jeez yeah. yeah. Louise. Yeah. But uh, just real quick, like, back to my story. So, obviously, I couldn't go see my team. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, so, I, 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 I told I told Nick, so look, if the game's on, I'm going to be watching it. Don't ask me for anything. Don't don't ask me nothing. I'm going to be watching the game. Now, granted, I'm at work, but still. So, it was towards the end of the game. And I'm sitting in the office, and Nick's there with me. And then the cat, the, the cashier, the hostess comes up to the office to ask us something. I see that we're in scoring position, and I'm like, I wouldn't stand there if I were you. It's like, why? Because if we score, I'm running out that door, and I'm gonna be jumping and hollering. It's like, so you might want to just take like one step to the side. Yeah, just step, just to your left. And and Delroy was there. He's like, yeah, he's not fucking joking. You might really want to fucking move. <laughs> Because <laughs> Delroy's also a big soccer fan. Really? He's like, yeah, you might want to fucking move. And sure enough, we fucking scored. But oh shit, it's all over with, dude. I fuck. I was so fucking happy. You have no idea. In fact, I'm gonna go, uh, today. I'm gonna watch the game uh, again, but I'm gonna watch it with Jackson so we can watch it together. Because he 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 likes soccer. He or at least he likes watching it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he just likes the bright colored t-shirts running back and forth in the field. I don't know. Hey man, look, it's, that's where it starts. Yeah, get the kid in some kind of way. Exactly. That's why Delia. She's the reason she's a 49ers fan because you know she's from Louisiana, mm-hmm. and so you know she spent some time out west. You know when she was younger, but so I'd asked her I was like, so how did how did you become a 49ers fan? You know, yeah, living right. growing up in Louisiana, living over here in Mississippi. You know, granted, you know periodically, you know for a short period of time, relatively short period of time, you know living out west like in Hawaii. She was. I say. So how did you get? And I forget if it was a friend or a relative, or whatever. But I think it was a relative. Somehow or another, she was able to go to a 49ers game in the San Francisco Stadium. That's stadium. cool. And it was her first, you know, first NFL game. And so, you know, I don't know if it was just the memory of that or. But that's. She was like, I became a fan then, and I've been a diehard fan ever since then. So I'm like. All right. That's cool. She said, but it sucks being over here. She was like, because you never get to see their games. You never get to see their game, yeah. yeah. And so she was joking. She was like, well, we just got to move to California. I said, you know what? It'd be nah. cheaper. It'd be cheaper just get the NFL Sunday package yeah, or something that like that. that. Yeah, let's look at that yeah. instead. Uh, actually, I heard that uh, the NFL Sunday pass is going to be Apple exclusive next year. Really? Yeah, or something like that, yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, speaking of just like, you know, like weird teams or whatnot, um, I'm not even going to say he's an acquaintance because I haven't talked to this man in over 15 years. But he's a host of one of the podcasts I listen to, and he's a Falcons fan. You know, he's from Florida. His family grew up in, like, North Carolina, South Carolina. So somebody asked him, like, well, how are you a Falcons fan? And, like, and, and, and he'll, he'll tell the story to this day. He's like, when I was a little kid, I got some football cards, and I sent them out to all the teams. To see if they would actually sign them for me, and the Falcons were the only ones that signed them and sent it back to me. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, so yeah, that would make me an Atlanta fan too. That's oh hell yeah, dude, it would make anybody a fan. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's funny because we were talking, and we're kind of going off topic of the the Camacho, but hell, what the hell? We already kind of gone over that. But um, one of the things I'd never understood, at least you know, from a, like a, a team standpoint, was people get so wrapped up in their team. And my thing is, it's because we talk about the Saints and how the Saints had a you know really bad record for a long time. Yes. And then um, you know recently in the last couple of years have been doing better. And uh, I said, you know, I said it'd be different if the NFL teams could only staff their team 
with people that lived in the area. Like if the NFL broke itself up into districts and you could only <laughs> staff, you know, because then it'd be like, all right, well, you know, this team's really good because they just have good players that live in that area. Mm-hmm. I said, the thing now is, I said, you might be a New Orleans Saints fan mm-hmm. or a 49ers fan or whatever. I said, but the team's not always comprised of people from that area. Yeah, it's well, a matter of who they can buy. Well, that's when you have the team say, like the Saints will buy, example, Tom Brady, a house in downtown New Orleans. He lives here. He's a resident. Yeah. So he has an address. Yeah. So now he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, Tom Brady's got like one house in every district of the in NFL. Every district, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, where are you going to live next year? Eh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what the yeah. weather's like. Yeah. But, you know, like you, you know, my favorite teams the ones that's tipping me the most. There you go. But I, I guess if I were to, to pick one, I guess it would have to be, you know, Tampa only because, you know, I'm from Orlando. But well, yeah. that's really about it. But yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Now the sports on. We should really have Keith back on because that man knows everything and anything about sports and sports betting too. Yeah, and we should also have. But we need to have another nerd off uh, uh, episode because there's been all kind of stuff being released and leaked. For example, they released a trailer for a new Na- National Treasure series. Uh, now in- instead of movies, can be a TV series. Yeah, there's a new Star Wars movie coming out. No, a Star Wars series. Yeah, it's like a three episode. Yeah. And it's like that guy, was that Rogue One movie? Yeah, yeah, that one. Which that movie still pisses me off. Why is because that? Because I did not know where it fell in the timeline. And part of this was my fault. So I mean, it, it ends right there. At, I know. <laughs> it ends with everyone dying. Literally everyone on the little sky bridge, yeah. whatever tower. I didn't know the timeline. So I'm watching the movie and my dumb ass, because I just... I don't follow the Star Wars that. Mm. Like, I know the basic timeline of Luke Walk- Luke Skywalker, you know, yeah. Anakin, Darth Vader. That very generic, like, timeline that was set out in the first three movies. Mm. And then, you know, 1, 2, and 3 came out because it was 4, 5, and 6, and yeah. 1, 2, and 3. So, other than that, I just I, I don't get into the rest of it. Mm. Unless it's like the Mandalorian, and that's because he's cool. Yeah. Um, so, when I watched Rogue One, and I get to the end of the movie... And I realize where the timeline's at. And then everyone dies in the damn movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I feel like I would have got so much more out of that movie if I'd have known the timeline. Yeah. Like, I almost want to go back and rewatch the movie, mm-hmm. knowing what the timeline is. So I've learned now, if I'm going to start watching Star Wars, especially yeah. if it's, I need to understand where it falls in the yeah. timeline. Yeah. So I'm not surprised by everyone dying mm. on a galactic starbase bridge. Man, that one scene though with Darth Vader comes out in Rogue One. That, that was. Badass. And that's what I mean. I was like, ooh, yeah. I get it now. Yeah. Like, ah. Oh. <laughs> I, a lot of people are saying that that's that's like in their top like two Star Wars films of all time. It was a good, it's a damn movie. good movie, dude. It was a damn. And that, mm-hmm. the kid that played, I say kid because I first remember that guy, that guy playing. I don't know how old he was when he was in this movie, but Open Range with Kevin Costner. Oh and yeah, Michael yeah. Ball. You know, he was like the little like, in the movie. He was supposed to be sixteen, and I mean, he looked like he was a kid too. So it's so funny now to watch him play in these movies because. I'm still seeing him on horseback in the middle of a damn field, you know, getting picked on by Robert Duvall and Kevin Costner. Man, the only thing I didn't like about Rogue One, and we can all agree, is that Donnie Yen, like, never got a fucking lightsaber in that movie. That fucking blind guy. Okay, okay. That would be cool. I mean, if Yoda's crippled ass can have one. But that one scene where he fights off the the stormtroopers with his his cane, Mm -hmm. 
somebody actually dubbed that and actually put him with, with like a lightsaber. I'm like, oh, see, that's what we fucking needed in the movie, dude. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> that's like the Obi-Wan series. We just got into watching that. Oh, what'd you think of that? I liked it. Yeah. You know, and again, yeah. this is not from a, a hardcore Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. So for the hardcore Star Wars fans, if I say I like something, don't go all ape shit if it doesn't like vibe with the storyline or something. I just don't know. Mm. But I, I did like it. Mm-hmm. I think... I had to constantly remind myself, like, okay, this is what happened to him in the first three movies. Mm. Because it seemed like it took a while for him to actually get into, and you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi kick-ass Jedi. Yeah. yeah. So, you, you had, you've got to remember all the pain mm-hmm. and turmoil. Then, Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, that final fight scene, for me, in Obi-Wan and, of course, Anakin Darth, Yeah, that shit was awesome. That was a good scene. So, especially I when, like, I don't want to ruin it for me, when, like, you know, half a Darth Vader, you know, that final scene. That when was badass. I was like, oh. that was badass. Yes. Like that was cool. <laughs> so, but I did have one criticism and I actually saw this on a random Facebook story or whatever. Mm. And then I thought about it afterwards. The lightsaber mechanics went a little different because yes. before, mm-hmm. if you s- slap somebody down with a lightsaber, it just cut right through them. Mm. Well, there was one episode where, uh, Obi-Wan was going after Leia rescuing Leia mm. where he like hits two stormtroopers, but like he hits them with like a baseball bat. Like he hits them and then it sparks and they fall down. I'm like, he's not, they're not decapitated. The arm's not missing. Like he just hits them really, really hard. Mm. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I don't know if the lightsaber design changed. No, no, no. He's just that good. Sir. Okay. I, got you. <laughs> I guess I don't know. He was, he was like, we're trying not to kill him. That's, I have that power over my lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, physics. I just, I told the midichlorian to yeah. do some shit. And I, I chose not to kill them. There you go. But they're laying on, they're not dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not dead. <laughs> it's like in that, what, Terminator 2, you can't kill anybody. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Shoots a guy in his leg. What'd you do? He's not dead. <laughs> oh, damn. But yeah, that'd be a cool episode too. Especially <laughs> with, uh, like you said, everything going on. Yeah, Disney released all kind of stuff. A bunch of Marvel stuff got released. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the She-Hulk? Uh, no. I've been hearing a lot of mixed reviews. I've heard a lot of um, trash. No, wait. I take it back. I, I did. I did. I did watch some of it. But yeah, it's good. They're using it. But we're basically all waiting for fucking Daredevil to show up again. That, 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 that was that's one impression I got. Was it's almost like they're just trying to set up Daredevil. Yeah. So they're they're using it as, as a jumping off point. But they, you know, there's a there's a lot of things in the works right now, and I'm. I'm really excited. Now, the one movie I have not seen is The Eternals, and that's because it's supposed to be fucking horrible. Horrible. I thought it was decent. Mm. I mean, you know, just forgetting the fact that they exist with all Mm. the other Marvel characters. Yeah, yeah. um, Because when you put, to me, when you put that factor in, I'm kind of like, all right, I know they're supposed to swear to not get involved Mm. with anything, Mm. but it's like... (laughs) Uh, how much of not getting involved when you could get involved <laughs> when you could have stopped something that happened it's like eh. yeah like in our society mm. if 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 you could have stopped me from doing something yeah like we mm. at least think eh, you know yeah, exactly are you responsible <clears throat> no could you have maybe it's like yeah but when it comes to the superhero stuff like if they swear not to get involved yeah then it's like okay yeah. well it just sucks well from what i read the directors like look trust me the second one's going to be a lot better. We're going to answer a lot of questions. Bear, just bear with us. Just It's going to get better. But then again, I also heard that the new Thor movie was fucking garbage as well. I heard it was trash. Yeah. Somebody told me last night, it was. they said they couldn't get through 30 minutes of it. <laughs> Funny you said that because uh, one of uh, Keith's friends said that she watched 15 minutes of it and just turned it off. 
Well, the thing with Thor, and I may have said this before on the recording, Chris Hemsworth mm. plays what they've made the character out to be mm. great. Like the butt of the jokes and like the slapstick, like he's like the comic relief. Mm. And I think at some point you either have to be just the comedian of the group or you have to be one of the badasses in the group. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, you can't like, you never see Kevin Hart when he's in a movie with the rock yeah. being a badass. Like he might get his shots in, mm. but he's there for the comic relief. Yeah. And so I think when you got someone like Thor, you just get to the point where you're so he's the butt of so many jokes yeah. and he's coming in at so many one-liners. He just comes off as like that cheesy guy that comes into the bar mm-hmm. that like looks cool in the beginning, but after five minutes, everyone's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. We just not invite him next time. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I read that they're, that they use that basically just to set more stuff up. That's coming up. And you know what? I know I've said this before. I think that could potentially, at least coming from a not hardcore comic book fan, mm. I think that could bite them in the ass eventually. Now, granted, they're going to make a shit ton of money in the process. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But if I've got to watch three movies mm-hmm. and two series to get to the good stuff, mm-hmm. because, you know, all the producers stuff like, okay, look, this just sets something up. Like, then let's just make a movie mm-hmm. where you set up and then you actually show yeah. it. Yeah. Well, somebody was saying that they would have liked Thor more if it was like went straight to Disney+. Plus. It's like if I would have just not got my hopes up and gone to the movie theater and spent all that money to watch the movie theater, I, I could have just watched it at, at home first. I would have been okay. I get it. Which I mean, that's that's what I'm doing. I've, I've yet to watch it, but it's it's out now, so I'm gonna watch that. Well, that makes sense because that's like a Top Gun Maverick mm. that got delayed for years. Oh yeah, and, definitely. But one of the things that Tom Cruise had said, you know, because he had a lot of influence in that movie, obviously. Because they were talking about releasing it to streaming with COVID and stuff like mm. that. And he was adamant. He was like, I don't make movies for TV. I make <laughs> movies for the big screen. But I think that actually paid off because there was so much so. Yeah. anticipation for it yeah. that when it hit and you paid that money to go to the theater, I think it really, really delivered. I'm glad it delivered because if it didn't deliver, oh, shit. I just hope they don't make another one. I hope, like I even saw a thread, I grant it, because as soon as number two comes out, there's going to be some dumbass that says, yeah. we should do number three. Yeah. He, he just needs to leave that. Like yeah. it was a two movie run with, especially considering the time of the space and time mm-hmm. that was in between. Yeah. And they did, to me, they did a phenomenal job of making that movie with the time that was allotted. You know, they, they created, they didn't like, oh, well, you know, it's only been two years now. No, they no, took that no. time off. Yeah. And they did honor to the characters in a way that I'm like, okay, just leave it alone. Yeah. Like, don't make a goose spin off. Don't just, <laughs> you know, Iceman's dead. The, uh, the, the first hot instructor is not hot anymore, and she's not in the movie. Like, Jennifer Connelly, I think, was the new so, chick's yeah. name. Like, Maverick lives off happily ever after. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen the movie, and I'm spoiling all this shit for you, I'm sorry. Well, that's on you, though. You yeah. should still watch it because it's awesome. Yeah. But it was the perfect ending mm-hmm. to that storyline and the characters, and they, they paid all all the homage to it. Yeah. So, Mike, just leave it alone. Just <laughs> Tom Cruise, he actually made, I think he said he made, like, $12 million? I believe it. Up front. Well, no, no. Up front, he got paid $12 million yeah, for the movie yeah, yeah. right off the bat. But he brokered a deal to get a percentage of the proceeds uh, profits after that. Oh, so smart, he made another like $10, $12 million, maybe more, just off of that. So that movie alone yeah. was like you know, $20, 22000000 million. So, Damn. like, look, dude, Tom Cruise, call it a day, bro. 
Like, just look, be a Tom Brady. Go out on top. No, man, he's still got – no, because he's got Mission Impossible <laughs> yeah. coming out. But he, you know what? I At that point, I'd be like, you know what? Mission Impossible's already in the hole. We're going to fire that. Maybe that'll be another big one. And then after that, that's it. I'm going to disappear. I'm going to go enjoy my Scientology. I'm going to go crazy for a little <laughs> while. I got a good catalog of movies that I'm going with. Just uh, just, <clears throat> just go out. Get yeah. on top and be done. All right, sir. Camacho, final thoughts. What do you think? I'm excited to smoke more of the baseline. I am, um, too. I am too. After really understanding the kind of the backstory a little bit of mm-hmm. it, I'm really curious to try the Ecuador. I'm curious to try the other. Uh, what's the what's the word? Not experimental flavor. The master. Bill. Yeah, yeah, those. I'm because I had the rum. Mm-hmm. I had the rum one. I've I've noticed because I'm more. I love the uh, the whiskey, the mm-hmm. barrel aged better. Yeah, but I haven't seen those as much now. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe if they were just incredible. I know they're incredibly popular, but yeah. if that if they went through so much of it in mm-hmm. the initial runs, yeah, and now the rum is just easier to get to, which the rum's still a good stick. Oh yeah. Um, but that's like the imperial stout. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm really curious mm-hmm. about as well. But I've seen that maybe once or twice. Excuse me. Tried one, liked it. Mm. Really liked it. Haven't seen it since. Haven't seen it again. Okay. Um, but no, I do like the line. I definitely, I enjoy the full body of it, the mm-hmm. full flavor of the cigars. Like I said, even this Nicaraguan, it's still not, doesn't have the spice notes as the crow, but it's still a good, good, solid bodied stick. Yeah. So yeah. I, I give Camacho, Car- I almost say Caracho. <laughs> Caracho. I, I like Camacho, I, which I mean, I've liked him for a while now. Oh yeah. Now I'd want to expand more in the baseline more. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Oh. And guys, if you have one that you think we should do next, let us know. Maybe we'll throw out another poll on the on the Facebook group or whatever, and see what people are feeling. You know, if you have any questions or want to know more about a brand, let us know. Hell, we'll do a whole episode on it, man. So definitely, definitely, because there's a lot of them out there. Mm, yes, there is. Yes, there is. All right, guys, we're ready to wrap it. I think we call it, sir. We. We got a good good time on here. Hell yeah. That'll work. Plus Amanda's right. gotta get to work now and take over the man. kids. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, like I said, we sit on Evan Williams bottle and bond. Uh, you know, really, really good price on that for uh well, I mean, low price for <clears throat> the, the quality of the bourbon. So give that a shot. That was good. Mm-hmm. Camacho line of cigars are pretty good, pretty decent, pretty good. Hopefully we uh hopefully we gave you some information. I know we stumbled a little bit. Uh yeah, it's just you know, we we just we, we <laughs> I mean, we started off strong. We started strong, and then we I told a story, you told a story, and then Dad did something else. And then, wait, 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 hang on. Back on track. That's how you know, well, we got Grab the reins. That's yeah. the big thing. And then we... we dev- right back off the railing. Oh, big time. <laughs> but I think a good chunk of the episode, we were we stayed on track, and we didn't follow too many squirrels left and right. No. And we didn't have the mower pop up. And we didn't have the mower. That's a win already. Maybe he heard us. And maybe he's just sitting out there. He's listening to the podcast. Right he's now. taking notes. He's like, all right, let's see the Ecuadorian. Yeah, this <laughs> we'll definitely do that. All right, guys. Thank you for everything again. Thank you for all the support. Like and share the podcast. Invite people. You know, the only rules we have is be cool, bro. Don't be a dick on the Facebook group. Yeah, don't be a douche. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. So, all right, guys. We're out there. Enjoy the weather. Hopefully uh, it stays nice because it sure is nice today. Mm-hmm. Recording. And uh, enjoy your football. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We'll catch you later. Later. Bye.